from the Diocese of Gallup. Welcome to Crozier Cast. Uh, I'm producer Suzanne Hammonds, and with me, as always, is your host, Bishop James Wall. Bishop Wall, how are you this afternoon? I am great, Suzanne. How are you doing? Very good, as always. And today we're going to talk about something very exciting that happened just recently. You just got back from Rome, correct? I did. I did. I was in Rome for what they call the Ad Limina visit. And an Ad Limina visit uh, takes place, should take place every five years. But our last few, our last two, I guess, our last two Ad Limina visits have been uh, every eight years. Mm -hmm. And I think the first time uh, it was bumped a little later was because of the health of John, Pope St. John Paul II toward the end, then the election of uh, Pope Benedict XVI. And then, um, so that was my last one, was the last uh, year of uh, Pope Benedict's uh, pontificate. And then we had the election of Pope Francis. And then Pope Francis, it was funny, he, he had the year of mercy, so he was given us time off, which I think he also <laughs> has given himself time off. God bless him. Yeah. He has amazing, amazing energy for a man in his early 80s. So what you do is you essentially go to Rome and you give an account of everything that takes place in your diocese. And as our, our staff knows, I think we all fear this, this, uh, this, um, this report. It's a, you know, four, five, six page thick report. Yeah. And we have to send it over in duplicate and send it to the different uh, offices, congregations and different things. So just got back from that. We can talk a little bit more about that too, awesome. what that looks like. Yeah, for sure. And so I don't know if people realize when they sit down and think about it, just how many bishops there are, not just in our own nation, but across the world. And the Pope, so what an ad limina visit is, means he meets with all of them over the course of this cycle, correct? He does, yeah. We, so in, our, in the United States, there are uh, 15 regions. Mm -hmm. So 14 of the Roman Rite, and then the 15th region are the Eastern Rite churches in the United States. And so he meets, he meets with the, each region. So you might, might imagine, uh, not too long after we were there, uh, the Brazilian miss, uh, bishops come through, and there are more of them than us in the United States. Yeah. And so um, what our Holy Father does, the week we were there, he met with the Americans uh, from Region 13 on Monday, and then on Thursday he met with Americans from Region 14. And so can you explain, so who's in Region 13 and who's in 14? Okay, so uh, 14 is kind of Florida and other places. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Region um, 13 is, uh, it consists of this, uh, the diocese in Arizona, New Mexico, just like us, we're in both, uh, Utah, Colorado, and Wyoming. And there are not a lot of bishops. Some places, like you know, the California regions, I mean, you think they'll go up well over 30. So for us, for us, I think it's 12 or 13 that were there. But we have a, a we cover a vast, yeah. vast geographical uh, space. So yeah, so it was it was good. It was good. There were, so it's a smaller group, and I like the smaller group because we have a little more one-on-one -on -one time with people. Yeah, I was going to say, and with the Holy Father, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, that so, was how we, we came we came out of the gate swinging. That was our very first meeting <laughs> to meet with uh, with Pope Francis. That's right, because the last one it was with Pope Benedict. It right? was, and it was toward the end. Yeah. The last time we met with Pope Benedict, different format, and then um, we were invited back the next day to receive a teaching. Mm. You know, he's such a great teacher, and and so um, we got a teaching on Catholic education, 
and I continue to use what he gave us on Catholic education to this day, yeah. applying it to our schools. What did he say about Catholic education? Um, well, you know, I think in that, one of the things I try to use over and over and over, that our Catholic education, our schools are centers for evangelization. And even today we were at Sacred Heart uh, Catholic School, and that's what I was teaching our children, what it meant to be evangel to evangelize, what it means, what evangelization actually meant. And um, so it was, it was pretty exciting last time. But this time the format was very different. Hmm. Uh, this, uh, this Holy Father, Pope Francis, loves to engage, discuss, dialogue. You know, he's, being, he's a really good Jesuit. Yeah. He lo- <laughs> and nothing's off the table. That's what I love about this man. Nothing is off the table. <laughs> and um, so this meeting, unlike the other ones, went for two and a half hours, wow. which was incredible. What, how long do they normally go? Uh, the last one, I think maybe it went up to about an hour, but oh. you've got to remember this was when the last last year of Pope Benedict's pontificate, and then we went back the next day, and we were one of the three or four regions that were able to receive a, this discourse from him. But um, this was this was a little out of the ordinary, and the cool thing about all of this was it set the tone for all the the other congregations. Mm. Generally, you know, you go into a congregation like, for example, the, the congregation for bishops. It's uh, the prefect is Cardinal Willette, Mark Willette from from uh, Canada, and uh, Cardinal Willette loves loves dialogue. That's just his style, and it was that way last time. Where you might go into another congregation and you just kind of sit there and receive a talk and then move on to the next one, but all the um, the uh, congregations, with the exception of one, and I won't say who it was, um, had this whole. Dialogue, and so what we were to do is, we were to present um, questions for uh, the different uh, congregations of things we'd like to discuss. So they could read them over, and then they could prepare uh, for answers or discussions um, with them. So the Holy Father set the tone for all of our our meetings, and the meetings were really good. Yeah. Really, really good, <laughs> with the exception of one. <laughs> so when you go in, and, and you, I'll take that one to my grave. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> it won't, we won't press you. Thank you. So uh, when you go in and you have to make this report, is it? Uh, are you a little nervous? You know? Well, um, you know. So that what what do we do here is in the diocese is I take a look at all the different things. It's every aspect of your, you you know, the diocesan life. So for example, as you well know, in communication, the area of communication. I turn that over to you and you produce that report. Or in the, the area of uh, safe environment training, Leslie Farrell, yeah. we turn that over her, she produces a poor report. Or uh, Father Isaac Ogba, who's our superintendent, dealing with uh, education. And then what we do is we have two people, Vera Placencio, my administrative assistant, and Deacon Randy Copeland, who is our uh, chancellor. chancellor. They, um, they pull it all together, they make sure it's all in a consistent format, and then they, they send that off. And we have to send it off six months in advance, so it gives the different congregations to go over it. And then about a month prior to that, uh, we produce questions that comes from the, the, comes from the group of bishops. Mm. And those are the ones, the individual questions. So for example, I was the capo or the captain for the group when we went to divine worship. That's, that was the one I wanted to go to, so they let me be the couple for that to direct the uh, direct the conversation, and um, and so they they had these questions, and they said, well, let's go through your questions. Yeah. So we, we went through the questions, and um, 
two or three of the questions were were from the group. That's all I could get out of them, and so I thought, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a couple questions that that uh, I want to discuss. And so the the most lively of all of them was the issue of ad orientum, <laughs> and and knowing it, I was going into it knowing it that one of the bishops that works in the congregation, who's just an absolute gentleman, and I really admire him. I knew he disagreed with it. Oh, no. And I knew that the prefect, uh, Cardinal Sarah, agrees with it, because three years ago he mentioned it. So it was a really lively conversation. Um, Nobody uh, was short on opinions when that that came up. But it was kind of shameless on my own own part, but it was fun. That doesn't surprise me, considering the the feedback we got when you enacted that at the cathedral. We heard nothing in the diocese. It all came from outside the diocese. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining to to see. So that's that's pretty neat. And then you mentioned, um, maybe for those who who aren't familiar with them, can you describe a little bit what are congregations? What do they do at the Vatican? So probably the easiest way to see it is the congregation is an office that deals with a a particular discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably the one that people know the most would be the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Mm -hmm. And um, they might know that one because the previous, or the the CDF, the Congregation, the Prefect for the CDF, uh, under uh, Pope St. John Paul II's pontificate was uh, Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, Mm -hmm. who was the future Pope Benedict XVI, who is now our Emeritus Pope. So they deal with with certain disciplines. Doctrine of the Faith. That's yeah. uh, that's a pretty easy one there. Um, as I mentioned, Cardinal Willette, a Canadian, North American. He's the prefect for the Congregation for Bishops. And so they deal with um, appointment of bishops, of vetting uh, uh, potential bishops, things like that. Anything having to deal with them. Mm. We have something uh, called the Congregation for Clergy, and that would deal with, with priests and deacons. Um, we have a congregation that deals solely with uh, religious life, you know, consecrated life. Um, one that deals with education. I'm trying to think in my mind yeah. of all the, all the different ones we went to. Well, and like you mentioned, divine worship. Is that divine separate? worship. Yeah. Cult, culto, culto divino or yeah. something. <laughs> and it which really sounds funny because it sounds like a, which we get accused of being a cult. Yeah. Well, and, the Catholic version of a cult is different than the, the popular notion. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 it is. And, so, um, so yeah, that one that one deals a lot with like the discipline of the sacraments, yeah. And when we get translations, things like that, eventually just kind of r- runs through there. And um, so you, you get to go to all these 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 different uh, congregations. You get to have really lively yeah. um, conversations with them. You get to have a- questions asked too. So if you need to meet with a certain um, congregation. You can set up appointments beforehand, and you just bring them your information, hand it off to them, or discuss it there. It's really a good thing to do. Wow. See, I didn't even realize that. I knew in Ad Limina visit, you, you speak with the Pope, but um, I didn't realize that you also go around to the congregation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's lots of people that work there. And the famous quote from Pope John, uh, Pope St. John the Twenty-Third, when he was asked how many people work in the Vatican, he said about half, <laughs> which is uh, often quoted and very funny, you know. Um, <laughs> so you, you mentioned you, you brought up Ad Orientum, just kind of, you know, because it's close to your heart, but was there something else that you, anything in particular you were hoping to accomplish with a visit? Well, you, you, you want to have, uh, uh, you know, different questions answered. Yeah. And so 
one of the things that we did want to talk about and get some clarity on um, was the recent uh, uh, document that came um, from the Holy See in relationship to it's a, it's a, it is a safe environment. It's a protection of uh, children and, and, and young people, but also has to deal with uh, discipline, and that is in relationship to uh, bishops, mm. and whether that be an offending bishop or a bishop that didn't follow proper protocol or maybe allowed an, an, a, a, an abuser to continue abusing, um, didn't report things properly, different things like that. So we, we did go to that on um, Monday night. We started on Monday, went to Friday, and uh, we met with a wonderful, wonderful priest, um, um, Monsignor uh, uh, Bob Oliver, who's a priest, I think, of the Archdiocese of Boston. He was very good, very helpful, mm. and uh, just a good man, good overall man, true son of the church, and uh, lo loves the church. So we were able to, to go to that. That would be, those are things where you want to get some answers to things. Um, the, I would say the one that's always the most fascinating to me would be education. Hmm. They really have their act together. That's probably the best way to describe it. They, they farm out our information amongst them, uh, amongst themselves, and then they, they, um, they'll, they'll, they'll have one person will say, well, let's discuss this, and let's discuss this, and let's discuss this. And you can tell that they've read every, you know, because it's a group effort. The people really, at the congregation? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive, pretty impressive. Um, my favorite of all of the congregations was the Congregation for Bishops, mm. and it was one of my favorites last time, too. And I, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was there was a real uh, concern and care for the bishops. And Cardinal Willette started it off by talking about the retreat that we had amongst bishops uh, a year ago, January, um, with uh, Father Canta La Mesa, mm -hmm. the papal household preacher that our Holy Father had recommended that we do, and we came together as bishops at Mundelein Seminary, received an outstanding retreat, and it was on the Holy Spirit. And Cardinal Willette wanted to know what we got out of it. And that's a rarity for us. I think um, uh, bishops generally don't kind of share their own spiritual life, sadly, share yeah. their own spiritual life with one another. I think we who are in Jesu Caritas groups were kind of used to those things. But it gave us the freedom to talk about that, to hear from your brother bishops what you received from it. And then the next question he wanted to know, he said, how is your own spiritual life? Mm -hmm. And so we were able to, to talk about that and some of the images. And I shared with him the image that always comes to me, to mind for me, and is I continue to receive a lot of consolation, is the image of the Good Shepherd and the Sacred Heart. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately, you know, I'm not the shepherd of my diocese, but Jesus, who is the Good Shepherd, is the shepherd of the diocese. So we all have different things that we could share. And then Cardinal Ouellette wanted to address some of the questions that we have. Again, he was, he was very, very helpful. Um, he's a good man, real spiritual father. And I, I've enjoyed both, both of the ones that I've been in with, uh, with the Cardinal. Wow. And then what about your, your discussion with the Pope himself? Can you walk us through <laughs> what sure. that was like? Sure. We were walking in and... and one of the one of the monsignors came and he said, "Hurry, hurry! The Pope's waiting for you." <laughs> so I'm the youngest of the whole group, so I think I could walk faster than everybody else. So I essentially kind of ran up there, and I didn't have anybody with me. Sometimes yeah. people will bring people with them, and uh, just to greet the Pope, they're not there for the meeting. 
And so I essentially, I beat everybody up there by quite, quite a few yards. And I walk in, and there's Holy Father standing there waiting for me. So I walked up and greeted him and, and uh, told him who I was and chatted with him a little. It was all in Spanish. And then he was just really grateful, smiling, happy. He's, oh, please welcome. Come on in, have a seat. Have yeah. a seat. It was like you were visiting him at, ho- him at home. And, um, and then he, 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 met, he greeted everyone, and then he spoke with our guests, so people that brought guests gave them a blessing, took a picture with them, and then they dismissed them. And then he met, met with us for two and a half hours, which was really impressive. Yeah. And we had um, kind of our couple, the person that directs our conversation would have been Archbishop Aquila from Denver. Mm. And then the other person, kind of the couple as well, would be our other Archbishop, with Archbishop John Wester uh, from uh, Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And so they, they brought up a couple things, talked about a few things. We had discussions with the Holy Father. Um, he spoke to us in Italian, but he had a, a, a very, very good translator, a Monsignor, who was excellent. And we spoke to him in English. They wanted to keep us all on the same language, as opposed to jumping back and forth in Italian and Spanish and English, in case somebody didn't speak one of those languages. I don't speak Italian. I speak Spanish and English, but I don't speak Italian. So um, we talked about those things, and one of the questions that did come up was the question of vocations, and in, in, specific, uh, in particular, the question about vocations to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw my opportunity, and I, I, I just jumped in. This was fairly early on, and I said, um, you know, Holy Father, we, we are pro-life, and he, he's very funny. He looks at me and goes, the Holy Father is pro-life, too. And I, I knew exactly <laughs> what he said. I could tell in Italian, so I got a big laugh out of all of us. <laughs> And I talked about there was a rejection of Humana Vitae. You know, two years ago we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Humana Vitae, Pope St. Paul VI encyclical on the transmission and gift of human life. And with that rejection, what we see is a rejection of married couples to God's plan for the transmission of the gift of human life, or really be, you know, cooperating with God and bringing about the gift of human life. And so, rather than, you know, recognizing that God is generous with us, and in turn, couples are generous in terms of bringing forth um, children, and they're generous with one another, and, um, and then teaching their children gener- uh, generosity, what's happened with this rejection is that they're not learning generosity. They're not being generous with God, who's been generous with them. And they're teaching their children not to be generous. And so in other words, you know, the flip side of that, and the Holy Father talked about this, was selfishness, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of turning in on the self. And so I said, I see that all related together. You know, humanity vitae, a lot of people just say, well, it's all about life, it's against abortion, all these different things that it is. But I, my, my sense of it too is it, it, it's, um, it's encouraging generosity. And, um, and if we're generous with God, who is generous with us, then we can trust when we know our vocation that God only wants the best for us. So it can allow us to be generous with our lives. And if that's the case, then we're going to see an increase in marital life because we're seeing a decrease in that. We're going to see an increase in vocations of the priesthood because we're seeing a decrease in that. An increase in um, vocations of consecrated life again because we're, we're seeing a decrease um, in that, and I, I was tying, I was tying all those things together. So the Holy Father got very excited and very animated, and scooted up to the edge of his chair, <laughs> and um, which was really, I thought it would be intimidating, but it was really exciting. 
felt a real closeness to Pope Francis like I, I never had before. And um, so he talked about all this and he agreed with me, which was very exciting. <laughs> Pope agreeing with you. And then the other thing, then he said, well, I have a question for you, um. which I know. I thought, well, I better pay attention. I can't, I can't go on autopilot here. And he asked me, why do we not see uh, as many people today with disabilities as we used to see? Mm. So I'm all ready to answer it. And he just answers it himself. Yeah, I'm like, right. that was like dodged a bullet. But he says because of abortion. And then I followed that up. I said, yeah, they have tests of children in the womb. And when they find out a child in the womb might have a disability, for example, you know, some form of dwarfism or some sort of, um, you know, maybe they're, they're um, down syndrome, something like that, yeah. then they, they sadly and tragically, they abort the child. And, and many times the, their, the parents are pressured by doctors and nurses and healthcare physicians uh, 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 um, in, order to, um, in order to do something like this. And, and so this was a little exchange of back and forth with him. But one of the things I was able to tell him, I said, you know, in my diocese, we have the highest percentage of Native Americans of anyone in the U.S. And the Native American way is the, is the way of life. It's the gospel of life. And it doesn't give in to that culture of death. And I said, on the diocese, I mean, on the reservation, you will see more people than in, than in the general public with disabilities. Yeah. And you also will see, and this was dear, very near and dear to the Holy Father's heart, he talked about um, uh, grandparents and honoring grandparents, not just locking them away in institutions yeah. when we don't see them as, as useful. useful. And, he's, and, and I said, the, and on the, the Native American way is to honor your elders and take care of your grandparents. So we had a great conversation about this, and it was really exciting. Yeah. And um, he was animated. I was animated, everybody else was animated, and uh, probably not as much as the two of us were, but I know everybody agreed with the conversation. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun, so yeah. I, it was great. We talked about other things too, but that's, that's my big takeaway. Yeah. The Holy Father is 100%, 110%, I guess, if that's possible, 100%, 10% pro-life. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I mean, so coming back now to the diocese, do you feel sort of you know, re-energized or refocused on anything? Well, I'd say one thing is whenever we pray the Eucharistic prayer, we always pray for the Holy Father, yeah. Francis, our Pope. And as I mentioned, there's a closeness that I, I feel with him. I've always felt a closeness because he's the successor of St. Peter. But, um, you know, going and sitting and meeting with for two, two and a half hours, my other two meetings, just, you know, handshake and, and move on. Um, I feel a, a greater closeness to him. So I guess at that moment in, in the Mass, when we do pray for the Holy Father and we pray for the bishop, Pray for the Holy Father. I think there's a, um, a bit of a closeness, and um, a greater closeness, I should say. But I, I think in my own ministry, the thing I did share with Cardinal Willett um, that, that strengthened that notion that although I am to shepherd the people in the Diocese of Gallup, they've been entrusted to my care, and ultimately they've been entrusted to my care by Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. And so to, to focus myself on that, to imitate the Good Shepherd, but also have the heart of the Good Shepherd, and that being the, uh, the sacred heart. I love the little prayer, you know, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like yours. Mm. And so I think those are the two things that I, I'm um, recommitting myself to my own Episcopal ministry. Yeah. And um, is there anything that you think 
the Pope expressed that would be a good message for the people of our diocese in particular? Well, I, I did ask him on the way out again. I said, please, please pray for our diocese. Again, this is all in Spanish, so yeah. I hope I got it right. <laughs> but I, I did tell him we're the poorest diocese. We have a number of Native American peoples. And I said, please, please pray for our people. Yeah. And he, he said he would. And it was he was very sincere yeah. in, in saying that he would. So I think to, to trust that the Holy Father is praying for us, uh, I think, you know, one good turn deserves another. I think we, we pray for him in return. And I know he even asked us to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully you didn't just ask him for a pizza or something. And he said, oh, sure. You know, it was sure, actually sure. <laughs> well, he, you know, the one thing he did tell us about amongst the bishops, he says, don't don't be afraid to, to, to discuss and argue amongst yourself and not agree on things. He said, you always want to do it in charity. Yeah. But he says, um, don't, don't be afraid of that. And, um, and we were two days away from the synod document on the Amazon coming yeah. out. And, you know, all kinds of crazy things were being said, what was going to happen. And, and none of those things happened, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which was super cool. And he even he even gave us a few of the things that were going to come out in that document, so we were we were pretty excited about it. It's probably worth a, a separate podcast episode just in and of itself. It is. I've just glanced over it. I need to sit down and read it and study it a little more, and yeah. maybe incorporate it in some of my retreat talks. Yeah, but I know in this episode we mentioned, um, or you mentioned Humanae Vitae. So for those that are curious, shameless plug, we have covered it. I think in a two-part mm-hmm. podcast before, and we can link to those in the show notes of this podcast for anyone who's, who's interested in, in learning more about that. Um, so as we kind of move to the end here, is there anything else that you wanted to convey about the visit? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot of work. Um, you know, and, and for us to generally have five days, but Tuesday was the anniversary of the Lateran Pact, mm-hmm. and so it was a, it was a holiday. <laughs> so Archbishop Aquila and I on Monday night, we caught a train after our last meeting, and we went to Assisi, and we stayed at the, the generalate house. They have a guest house of the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Assisi. Yeah. We have three of them serving in our diocese, two at the retreat center, one teaching at our, at our school. And we were able to stay with the sisters. And we knew some of the sisters already, which was really nice. I was able to introduce Archbishop Aquila to them. The next morning, we celebrated Mass in their, their chapel, which is a 13th century chapel with these beautiful, <laughs> beautiful um, images um, on, the, on, the, on the ceilings, very, very well preserved. And um, so we were able to do that and then able to make our holy hour in the crypt church of, of San, Fran, uh, San Francisco. Cisco. I always forget Spanish or Italian, but yeah. St. Francis. And... Um, so there's a blessed sacrament down there, but it's also where he's buried. So we were able to make our holy hour, spend some time in the Church of St. Clair, and, um, and just kind of knock around together. Yeah, it was probably good to have that break in the middle of everything. Huh? It was, yeah. it was. Well, it's not so much a break, the, the retreat in the middle of everything. I yeah, guess, it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was a good way to spend the day of prayer. And a lot of the guys I, I spoke with, they did similar things. They maybe visited some of the churches in different places. Bishop Olmsted told me about a really exciting church that he went to that had um, 20th century uh, martyrs, wow. all the yeah, martyrs from different places in the 20th century. So I thought that was kind of neat. Great. Okay. And uh, for those curious, I think we have both pictures of you, the one of you meeting um, Pope Francis just last week, and then the one from 
uh, way back when you met um, Paul Benedict. So for those curious, they can see those again in, in the show notes, but it's pretty neat. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you once again, Bishop Wall, for another episode. Great. Thanks, Suzanne. God bless.